Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I am Rebecca Ibarra. It's Wednesday, June 8th, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. San Francisco, one of the most liberal cities in the country, has ousted its progressive district attorney halfway through his first term. Chesa Boudin was elected in 2019. He favors police reform, getting rid of cash bail, and cutting down on the number of people sent to prison. However, rising crime during the pandemic played a big role in turning the tide against him. Attorney General Merrick Garland has opened an investigation into law enforcement's response to the shooting at Robb Elementary School. Garland says Uvalde's mayor requested the Department of Justice's help, and Garland says he knows there is no way to undo the pain. But the independence uh, and transparency and expertise of the Justice Department can go a long way toward assessing what happened in Uvalde with respect to the law enforcement response and to giving guidance for the future. Congress heard testimony from survivors and family members of recent mass shootings today. In pre-recorded testimony, Rob Elementary shooting survivor, 11-year-old Mia Cerillo, told lawmakers that students need security. Uvalde pediatrician Roy Guerrero said he saw things that day that he'll never forget. Kimberly Rubio said her 10-year-old daughter, Lexi, was murdered just hours after receiving an award for straight A's. Somewhere out there, there's a mom listening to our testimony, thinking I can't even imagine their pain, not knowing that our reality will one day be hers, unless we act now. A federal jury has found Todd and Julie Chrysley guilty of bank fraud and tax evasion. The celebrity couple found fame, I mean relative fame, really, through their reality TV show Chrysley Knows Best, They now face up to 30 years in prison for running a years-long conspiracy to defraud banks and hide money from the IRS. Police have arrested a man armed with a gun and a knife who reportedly told police he wanted to kill Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh and then himself. According to The Washington Post, police arrested the 20-something from California shortly before 2 a.m. near Kavanaugh's home in Maryland. He reportedly called the cops on himself and told them he was upset by the recent leaked opinion on abortion and about gun violence. When you get a chance, please take a moment, just a moment, to leave a rating and review for The Refresh on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. It helps others discover the show. Coming up, we talk to Lynette Lopez about the twilight of the tech gods and what it means for the rest of Silicon Valley. The changing world of hybrid work offers new possibilities. WebEx enables them with an open platform and many integrated partners like Envoy, Tandem, and Miro. Powerful partnerships power hybrid work. Visit apphub.webex.com. WebEx, working for everyone. A top Russian radio station was hacked today and started broadcasting the Ukrainian national anthem. The hackers played anti-war songs like I Don't Need a War by the Russian band Nogus Velo. It's not clear exactly who was behind the attack, but one thing we do know is they're clearly not huge fans of Russia. Janet Yellen told the Senate Finance Committee that maybe all that business about inflation being, quote, transitory may have been, uh, 
Ahem, wrong. I do expect inflation to remain high, although I very much hope that it will be coming down now. Treasury secretaries, they're just like us. For the record, I also hope inflation will be coming down. Yellen says bringing it down is the number one priority, and she has no regrets about the size of the Biden stimulus, saying the economy needed the help. Have you noticed lately how packages for things like food, beverages, and dry goods at the grocery store seem to be getting smaller and smaller? No, you're not in an Alice in Wonderland theme simulation. They are actually getting smaller, but they're not getting cheaper. This is what's being called shrinkflation. This is a new phenomenon. Experts say it happens whenever the economy is doing poorly. Elon Musk's recent threats to pull out of the Twitter deal are actually having an effect on his ability to raise enough cash to buy the social network. Reuters is out with an exclusive, saying that several billion dollars in investor money he had secured is now on hold. That's after Musk's lawyers demanded this week that Twitter investigate the number of bots on the site. Musk needs to cough up $33.5 billion to complete the deal. A copy of Margaret Atwood's A Handmaid's Tale has sold for $130,000 at a Sotheby's auction. This copy of the dystopian novel where women are property of the state has something special, though. It's unburnable. It's made from this aluminum product called cinefoil. Its sale supports PEN America, which advocates for free expression. Over the past decade or so, the Silicon Valley tech empire has been booming. But insiders Lynette Lopez writes that in the face of changing economic winds, many of these tech giants are watching their empires crumble, and they might take a lot of people down with them. So Lynette, what is the biggest threat to the survival of these Silicon Valley tech companies? For some reason, Rising interest rates seem to give Wall Street a new sense of religion, um, the religion of actually investing in companies that make money and have healthy profits and can return value to their shareholders. Silicon Valley created a lot of giant companies that really can't survive without easy money and really pliant investors continuing to throw money at the companies, even though the companies themselves don't make any cash. You interviewed a Silicon Valley insider who said that, quote, you look pedestrian if you focus on a silly thing like revenue instead of seeing the big picture. So is this mentality pervasive in the whole industry? And has that contributed to its possible demise then? The market was rewarding companies that said they had cool AI or you know, machine learning or, you know, blockchain. These are some of the buzzwords of this cycle that really pumped companies up. And some of them got really big. We're talking Uber, we're talking Lyft, we're talking, you know, Square, big companies that don't really actually make any money. Yeah. Can you give us a specific example of a company that's in big trouble right now? Twitter and Square are both companies that really wouldn't show much revenue or profit if they weren't able to add back stock-based compensation to their profit. Stock-based compensation allows you to pay your employees in stock, and you keep that on your balance sheet. 
But what happens when the stock goes down, yikes, uh, you either got to pay those people in cash or you have to issue more stock, which dilutes the stock, which is like, you know, it's a vicious little cycle sending you down. Um, the same thing happened to some companies last cycle. The difference this cycle is that the companies are even bigger and so much more a part of our economy than they were last time. Now, I'm not saying that the Googles and the Apples and the Amazons of the world are going to zero. They're not. But some companies will. These companies were $3 billion back in 2000, 2001. And now these are $30 billion companies that are just going to vanish. If, you know, this Silicon Valley bubble does burst, how could that affect everyone else? Well, there's certainly going to be a hiring freeze. Um, if you are in tech, know people who are in tech, give them a hug, <laughs> you know. But, you know, we've been through this before, and it doesn't necessarily hurt the wider economy, though, again, these companies are a bigger share and they're more integrated than they were before. We'll see what happens this time. Do I think it could lead us to a recession? There are so many factors at work right now that who knows what's going to be the tipping point. And how does it affect the stock market? Oh, the stock market is going to hell in a handbasket. I think you should probably, unless you're a professional, back away slowly. Do not trade. Wait until the stock market comes back, especially for young people. It's going to come back. You know, the downturns happen, bear markets happen, washouts happen. Just step away from your computer and... Uh, when the coast is clear, you can buy the lows. Lynette, thanks so much for joining us on The Refresh. Thanks for having me. Lynette Lopez is a columnist at Insider who focuses on economics and politics. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play The Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. Talk to you soon. Bye.